We're in this series that we just simply called Worship, and trying to understand why is it that from the very beginning of time, whenever people have engaged with God, that they found themselves singing, and they found themselves just with worship in their hearts. Why do we do it here every week? Why do we take out a significant portion of our time and worship Him? And so that's what we're going to do today. We're just going to talk. I'm going to lead you through. We're going to intermix the message with music and give our our hearts a chance just to get in sync with who He is and how awesome He is. In that song, it said, we're waiting here for you. Like, I I don't know about you, but you probably just got here. Anybody, like, you just feel like you're rushing in? How many of you feel like that? You just came in, you're rushing, you get here, and, you know, we, we just jump in and we just need this chance just to stop. And just go, okay, God, I'm here, and you're here, and I'm going to wait here right now for you. And I love that song. This, by the way, we did it last week for the first time when it says, and we lift our hands high in praise. We just lift them high in praise because we need him. We adore you, and we sing hallelujah. Last week, we looked at C.S. Lewis had this quote, praise is the culmination of our enjoyment of anything. Anytime you enjoy something, anytime something is good, you just, you have to praise it if you're actually going to enjoy it. And so we looked at last week that God is infinitely awesome beyond everything that he's, and then this God who's created everything and is more powerful than anything is also the God who's intimately present, who knows us more than anybody does. He even knows us better than ourselves that he actually wants to dwell right inside of our heart, and he loves us. He's our creator, and then he's our redeemer, that this powerful God, good and love and wise and right, everything we need, he's everything we need. And see, when you start tasting that, there's something inside of your heart that goes, God, I just got to get that out. I just got to get that out. And it's just true. You can't fully enjoy something great until you express somehow what is make what it's what you're feeling inside and we all do this let me just give you a couple examples um how many of you women in here have had at some point the man that you wanted so badly that you just felt like you can't live without proposed to you how many of you have had that experience okay now if you were thinking i can't live without this guy And then he comes to you and he says, will you marry me? What do you do? Okay, sure. (laughs) I mean, mean, is that your response? No, I mean, if this is what you've been, you just, I don't know what you do. I'm sure you all, but I'm sure you, you wrapped your arms around him. You might've yelled, you might've cried. I don't know what you're, but you express what you're feeling inside, right? Now, I, I, I heard yesterday, because I'm not watching any sports, as I share with you guys, that Lehigh actually beat Duke in the NCAA tournament. Okay, I know. So if anybody's into basketball at all. So this is a number, this is a team, a tiny little school that's not very good usually at all, beating one of the best basketball teams ever in the history of the NCAA. I'm in my kitchen, and I don't know how I found this out. I can't remember if somebody told me it was a text or something. I'm like, no way! I mean, that's what, that's what I did. I'm just in the kitchen. I didn't even see the game. I'm guessing that when Lehigh won, they went berserk. Did anybody see the game? Did, did they go berserk? Okay, I mean, you don't, you don't win a game like that, right? And then go, all right, that was good, yeah. Good job. You, you just don't. Because whatever's going on inside your heart, you actually, to fully enjoy the win to fully enjoy the engagement, to fully enjoy this. Check. We okay? All right. To fully enjoy, or whatever you're experiencing, what happens is you express it. So here's what's crazy, is your bodies just do that. Your bodies just do whatever is going on inside your heart. It's called being human. If you're human, it means your thoughts are connected to your heart and your emotions. And your emotions and your thoughts are connected to this volitional place where you have will, where you can make choices. And all of that is going on inside this. 
this shell, this physical being. And so when something, I just have images of that. I've seen it when, at the last minute when, they, when teams win, and then instinctively, everybody goes, yes! And they just run out, of, they just, it's instinctive. Because what happened in here got expressed physically. It's just what we do. So when you want something, what happens? Your hand goes out. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to receive something, you go like this. Your body just responds. If you feel warmth or affection to somebody, already this morning, right? I've seen some people, and immediately what I do is my arms come out like this because I just want to go, man, it's good to see you, right? And then if you're not feeling that inside, your body reacts too, and you go, oh, yeah, hey, good to see you too, you know? I mean, see, so whatever you're feeling, your body does it. If your heart is heavy, you can, you can right? You know someone's heart is heavy. How? Because of the physical expression that's coming off from them. Your body just responds. So, and I know this, that I will be much more free in my physical expression of whatever I'm feeling when I'm alone <laughs> than when I'm with other people, right? I mean, because sometimes you might feel sadness and you know, oh crap, my body's going to respond. So what do you want to do? Get away from everybody, right? And go cry there because this physical thing called tears are going to come out of you. You can't even help it. They just do. But man, if you're all alone, you know, I mean, you just, you just let it loose and you'll just, you'll just go. And I, I think the same thing is true. I don't know about you, but the same thing is true in our expression of God. I'm telling you, if God is alive, this majestic creator being who created those beautiful mountains and the galaxies, the God who is this close, who loves you all the time, forgives you of all of your sin, knows you, cares about you, is that intimate, the one who saved your soul from death, if that God is inside your heart, then what's going to happen physically? See, if you're engaging with him, if you're experiencing this God, again, not just knowing things about him, but if there's stuff going inside of here, you have to express yourself. And I know this, man, when I'm alone, you know, it'd be, it'd be embarrassing probably. If you saw how I worship God, maybe. And sometimes we come here at church and we go, wow, look at that person. That's kind of weird because they're expressing themselves. And I, was, I, I grew up Methodist. Um, I, anybody other Methodists here grew up in the Methodist? You didn't express yourself, right? And so, so for me, this whole idea of singing and worship and having any type of physical expression just never happened. I remember the first time uh, was Promise Keepers. Any of you guys go to Promise Keepers when it was in its heyday? So this was this huge men's event that was going around the nation. And uh, it was at the Pontiac Silverdome. So there's 80,000 men in this building. And we were singing, I think we were singing, How Great Thou Art. You know, just this amazing hymn. And it was, the presence of God was so thick in that room. And everything within me was so grateful for how great our God was that I'm sitting in there and all my, my body was going, raise your hands. And everything inside of me was going, I can't. Because what is everybody going to think? You know, I just don't do that. And it was, it was driving me nuts because my body couldn't express what I was feeling. See, that's frustrating, actually. So I looked over at my buddy Ralph, and I said, everything within me wants to raise my hands. And he just looked at me, and he's like, then do it. And I went, ah! <laughs> And I, I seriously, it was the hardest thing for me to do. And I just went, and it felt so right and so wrong. But it was so eventually right. Because I'm telling you, if the Lions score a touchdown, I can't help it. And all you guys, and all of you have your thing. God saves my soul from death. I'll never forget Mark McGuire hitting the home run. You guys remember? I don't know if any of you guys, he hit this home run. The whole nation was waiting for this guy. And he hits this home run. I happened to be in a, in a, cl- a clubhouse at a golf course right when it happened. And he hits this ball over, in, over the face, and people go berserk forever. I mean, you just, I mean, I was too. I'm like, tears are in my eyes. I'm like, oh, this is a great moment. This is a great moment. Because a guy hit a baseball over a fence. 
The whole nation was caught up in that. Couldn't wait. And we serve a God who created the universe and who came down here to save us from our sins and who lives inside us to set us free from all of our sin and all of our selfishness. And you guys, why then? You want to ask me? Why do we come here and worship him? Because there's something that's disconnecting between our heart and the reality of who God is. Because if we were really making this connection, something inside of us would just praise him and we worship him. So we have a video here of our, our uh, worship leaders who are kind of just... in the back all by myself. That's it. That is it. <clears throat> we, have a, we have a video of our worship leaders who, who just are going to share just a little bit with you of this journey that even they've been on of understanding, how do I express my love to God? How do I worship him? How do I praise him? So let's watch this. I stood in the back all by myself, and uh, I saw people's hands start going up around the room. Nothing too crazy, just some hands going up, uh, a little clapping now and then. And I found myself hanging on, I kept my hands on the pew in front of me, hanging on to the pew for dear life, convinced that there is no way anyone's going to make me raise my hands uh, because that's just, that's not what I do. I don't like feeling like I'm in front of people, like, performing, um, so it's never been something that's comfortable for me to do. And I feel like it's a symbol of something that's happening in a person's heart, like an outward expression of that. And I remember going through this battle in my head at the time of like, ah, man, like I want to raise my hands and worship. I, I, I feel like I should, and I just, I just kept fighting it. And I remember I went through this whole internal dialogue of, um, you know, just thinking like, oh, you should just do it. And then I, and then I have this thought of, uh, man, but what will, uh, what, what will she think? Like what she's saying right next to me? And uh, what, what about the guy behind me? Like, what are they going to think? And to be close to Jesus. You know, Jesus draw me close and, and I, I want to love you and obey you and worship you. And when I raised my hands, I felt like I was actually getting closer to him somehow. And I remember just like opening up my hands, like opening up my palms and reaching up and just saying, okay, God, like you're going to do what you're going to do. I'm willing to sacrifice my own embarrassment. I'm willing to sacrifice my own pride. I'm willing to sacrifice what other people think about me. Um, in order to worship you because that is the response that your spirit's leading me into. That God is so much bigger and so much greater. Um, that I needed to do something to acknowledge that beyond just feeling that like, and acknowledging that in my heart. He's created us for a purpose, obviously, and He wants to use us, but we have free will. We have to give it over to him in order for him to do anything with our lives. has created us and as we talked about last week everybody worships something and all worship is is it's our response to what we value most whatever you value you will find your heart and your mind moving your body into action and so you'll spend your time and your money and your energy on what you value. It actually is the thing that moves you to respond and to make your decisions. And that's why it's so critical, you guys, that every week here, we have a chance to connect our heart with the one that many of us say we value most. 
And worship, there's two words. It means to bow down and it means to serve. To bow down and to serve. And really, what we, what the way, when we started K2, at the end of our service, we just said, we want to respond to God. Because that's what worship is. It's our response to what, everything we looked at last week, how great He is. So I'm going to lead you in three responses that we do here every week and try to guide your heart. Not just singing a song, but actually getting your heart engaged with God on these things, okay? Here's the first response that worship does. It says... Worship says, I will look to you. I will look to you. So you guys, the reason God says, you shall have no other gods before me, is because all these other gods that we go after, as we talked about again last week, they let us down. Every other thing, whether it's a person or finances or success or your position or whatever it is, all of those things can be gone. And so God says, hey, look to me. Look to me for the things that you need. Psalm 95, verse 6 and 7 says, Come and let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture and we're the flock under His care. So you guys, if God has showed us anything throughout the scripture, he's been trying to communicate to you, to every one of us, I love you. A few weeks ago, I'm your dad. So you got Yahweh who says, listen, I provide everything for you. The air you breathe, the water you drink, the food that you have, the intellect, the emotion, the the ability to work. I provide all of that for you. I am Yahweh. And then we looked at Redeemer, right? Because Redeemer is the one who says, hey, and I'll take what was good and now is bad and I'll make it right again. I'll take what was wrong and I'll make it right. How many of you need him to do that in your life? I mean, all the time. Now, he did it ultimately, right? By taking what was wrong, me being separated from God and he brought me back. But I'm telling you, he wants to redeem everything that's wrong in our life and make it right. He provides redemption. And then we've got dad, Abba, who just says, I so want to be unbelievably intimately close and I want you to know that I love you, that I care for you, that I provide for you, that I'm with you. So man, I I don't know what you need. You know, when I look at this term, we're the people of his pasture, the coolest thing about a shepherd is by, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but sheep are stupid, clumsy, and weak. Anybody know that? Sheep are stupid, clumsy, and weak. I think that's why God used this analogy. Because we're stupid. Our, our, our best intellect is so small compared to his. I don't know so much. And he knows everything I don't know. He leads us. Shepherds lead sheep because they don't know where to go. I don't know. I need him. And a shepherd protects the sheep. Guard my heart. Guard my mind. See, when, we, when I get to this point of worshiping God, this is where I say, God, you are my strength. You are my peace. You are my hope. You are my deliverer. You are my joy. God, you are my purpose. God, you are everything that I really actually need. And there is no one else that I need. And this is a, and so we're going to take a moment right now and we're just going to worship him. And I want you just right even now, what do you need? See, if you worship God, what you do is you say, God, I'm going to come to you. I need your wisdom. I need your peace. I need your strength. God, I I need to know purpose. I need protection. I don't know, whatever it is. And can we say, you alone are God. You alone are my Savior. You alone are my Father. There is no other God but our God. Let's come and bow down, kneel before Him, and let your heart engage with this song. And let him minister to you right now. Right now.
but He alone is our God. Let's stand together. Let's just go ahead and stand together and let's sing to Him. As we do this, physically, what you might want to do is hold your hand out like this. Some people, I see people do that a lot because it helps you physically to know that, God, I'm going to open my heart up to you, and I'm going to come to you as the only one, and I'm going to, would you give me what I need today? I'm going to look to you. I'm not going to look to my job. I'm not going to look to my spouse. I'm not going to look to my help. I'm not going to look to my finances for anything. I'm going to look to you right now as my one true God. Let's sing. Because you are the only one I need. all of me at your
express your heart more this time. of everybody here at church today. We're here to worship you. And we're here to tell you that we want to say again that you alone are God. Nothing else in this world is God. That you alone are Father. You have created us. And you have given us the gift of your Spirit so that we could be your kids. And we're your kids. If you're our father, God, then we're your kids. And we just want to say, yeah, we are. And you alone, Jesus, are our Savior, our great Redeemer. And it's just good to put you in your rightful place. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you can be seated. Oh, I, I, so I don't know how you guys, you know, how you doing? See, because actually letting your heart sing and say those things to God is so different than just singing a song. See, and you, so you can come here and just sing songs and go home and say, that was okay. Or you can worship Him. And, and, and again, what happens is it, it, we sit there and we just say, man, God, you, you are and you're so good. So that's one of the things we do when we worship here every, every Sunday is try to remind ourselves. In fact, to be honest with you, one of the ways I've defined worship for me, worship is saying you are and I'm not. Worship is saying you are and I'm not. And sometimes you need to go you are and nothing else is because there's lots of other things that we look to to be the ones to things or people to satisfy us, to secure us, to bring us our significance. We look to lots of things that can let us down. And I love the fact that God says, oh, come back to me. Come back to me. So that's the second thing that we can do. Here's our second response with worship. First one is, I will look to you for everything I need. The second response of worship is, I will turn to you. I will turn to you. And what I mean by this is, when I've been going after other gods, (laughs) worship is saying, oh, sorry, and turning back to the real God. And I I just want to, you know, you guys, because here's the deal. We're going to spend an hour and 15, 20 minutes here together worshiping him. And then you're going to walk out these doors. And as soon as you guys walk out these doors, how many of you feel like the whole, everything inside you and everything around the world and this spiritual guy who messes with our minds as well lures us to want to go after other gods. Anybody? I mean, if you're human, nod your head. And, and here's what's wild. So that's just not okay. That's just not okay. And so we need to have a time where we can come back and where, where we can worship him. And we say, God, I'm going to turn to you. I'm going to turn to you. Psalm 81.9 says that you shall have no foreign God among you. You shall not worship any God other than me. I read this quote. It says, by filling our vision with him, which is what we try to do here every day, you know, every week when we're here, what we're trying to do is we're trying to fill our vision, take an hour and 20 minutes and focus on him. To get our, you know, the scripture says, fix your eyes on Jesus. And all week long, it's really hard to do that. So we come here to fix our eyes on him and to put him in his rightful place again. And this, this quote said, by filling our vision with him, we leave less and less room for other gods. And we are less and less deceived by them. And so it's really important to have a time, I think, on a regular basis. And I'm gonna tell you, what I'm doing, what I'm sharing with you here, what we're going to do here today, is what I try to practice daily at home. 
You know, it, not, and I think Mike shared this last week as well in the box. Not necessarily, I can't play the guitar. I don't invite the band over to my room, you know, my house every week and have a, that'd be awesome. Would you guys do that? Wouldn't that be cool? You just sign up. We have a sign-up sheet out in the lobby. The band will come and uh, lead you in worship. <laughs> I mean, that'd be incredible. I, okay, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, though, is I can have regular times of adoring God and praising him. Again, we put books out there for you, the praise habit. It's sold out, so you can sign up for it if you want. Another one is out there. Um, which I have used so much. It's called 31 Days of Praise. Very simple, really daily things. That you, the, the thing I love most about this book is Ruth Myers is the, uh, the author. Is She helps you to know how to praise God for everything. <laughs> the good and the bad. And um, really helpful book. And so it's out in the lobby as well if you want to pick that up. But you guys, this, this time where we need to say, God, I am so sorry that I've been looking at these other things and, and, and clinging to them because the reality is eventually they let you down and then you feel guilty for them. Psalm 32, uh, 1 through 5, which just remember again, psalms are just songs that were written to help us worship. It says, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, here's, and here's why we worship, and here's why we take time to actually confess our stuff to God and turn to Him. Because when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand, God's hand, your hand was heavy on me, and my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Just go ahead and leave that verse up. Throw that back up there three or four. See, you guys, here's what's crazy. You know what's, what's really hard to do? It's really hard to go, whoo, and praise God when, when you feel like that. See, if your heart is heavy, and if his hand is on you, and your strength is sapped, as in the heat of summer, if, if part of you so wants to love God, and so be faithful to God, and yet you know that you're not being, you know that you're really involved in stuff, that God can have no part of at all. See, when that happens, your heart gets heavy. See, and Jesus says, I told you all my stuff, all the commands, love God and follow me. He goes, I told you that so that my joy could be in you and your joy could be complete. And I'm telling you, when you're not walking in God's ways and you're looking at other stuff in his place, this happens. So what are you going to do? If your heart's like that, because if your heart's like that, then your life, your expression is going to go along with your heart. And I love this. Verse 5, he goes on. He goes, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave me all my sin. Oh, that feels good. That feels good. So we're going to do that. We're just going to give you a chance right now to take some time and to worship God. And for some of you, you're going to just, I want to, we're going to give you a moment. And again, you could just sing a song or you could actually take these words and let them sink inside you and you could turn your heart towards God this morning. One of, one of the uh, lyrics that we're going to sing here says, empty me. Empty me. Burn away, holy fire, burn away my desire for anything that is not of you and is of me. Just empty me. So take me, God. Take me. Help me. You know, if you confess your sins to God, he's faithful and just to forgive them and to cleanse you from everything that's not right. And worship, you guys. Instead of staying in that pattern of life, worship says, I'm turning to you, God. And I want to follow you. So would you come? Take my heart. Take my life. Empty me of all the stuff that I ran hard after all week long. Just get rid of it. I want to confess all my sin to you. And I, I tell you, this is probably when, it, you know, so let us bow down. I mean, this is, this is when, you, when you really get like this. And I mean, if you want to, you can. 
I know it's a little cramped in here where we are. But if there's part of you, this, the other thing you could do, <laughs> I'm not going to have you stand this time. I, maybe it's simply bowing even just your head and into your lap and into your hands and bowing down and coming before God and just saying, please, God, this heart is so prone to wander and this heart is so heavy from the sin that's been bogging me down. I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm tired of it. Would you take it today? Because you know, Jesus, that's the whole point. Jesus came to take it from you so that you could live. So let's take some time right now. We're just going to sing, follow us, worship him, confess, open your heart, ask him to come and to do what only God can do, to cleanse you from everything that's not right in your own life. Let's do it together.
desire for anything that is not of you and is of me. I want more of you and less of me. comes my iPod, I'm just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, man, I just want you to think about all the stuff that keeps you maybe from really grooving in your life with God. And right now, turn to Him, hand it to Him, and just remember, all of our sin was in Christ's body when He was on the tree. And all punishment for your sin has been taken and it is gone. It is gone. Thank you, Jesus. 
God, on behalf of everyone again right here, right now, I just want to say sorry for all the times we run after other stuff. For you alone are God, and we shall have no other gods before you. But we do. We do. God, help us remember that nothing out there, nothing, can love us the way that you love us can give us grace like you give us and has power for us. So God, we turn to you and we say, thank you, Jesus. Thanks. We can come together like this right now and remember that you forgive us of all of our sin. And we receive it right now. We receive it. We receive it. We trust it. And we turn to you to follow you now every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh. You know, you guys, I think that that's maybe one of the ways to worship God that we just don't do enough. You know, because really, in all honesty, could you not confess probably about 40 times a day? Anybody? You know, confession should really be like, I heard it's like, it's like breathing. Confession should be like breathing. That anytime there's anything inside of you that you just know is not of God or you slipped or you totally jumped in, you just should exhale the poison, right? That's what, you guys know you're doing that right now? Do you guys know you're exhaling poison? <laughs> that you're getting out this carbon dioxide? Like if you just, you know, if you stuck that in there and that's all you got, you die, right? So you got to exhale it and then you got to, oh, you got to breathe in the oxygen. See, that's what confession does. When you turn to God, you go, Bleh. here's all the stuff that's killing me, God. Here's all the stuff that's causing heaviness. And then you, whew, you breathe it in, man and you breathe in his forgiveness, and you put him back in his rightful place, what you were created for. It's a beautiful thing to worship him and to come here and to do it with music. And the poetry, again, takes it to a deeper place in your heart. And then, once you've turned to him, you look to him, and then when you're not looking to him, then you turn to him, so you'll start looking to him. Here's the next one, you guys. Here's the last one of, of worship is, and God, I will, the, your response is, I will surrender to you. I will surrender to you. So to worship means you bow down and you serve. And again, just so we can, because this is so important to understand, all of us are bowing down and serving something. You are. Something is demanding your attention and your time and your affection and your love. If you won't miss something, you're devoted to it. If you pour your finances into something, you're devoted to it. If your time is given to this, and you, again, it's just, you're, you're devoted to it. If you're sitting there at work and all you can think about is something else, that's what's capturing you. You guys, see, we all have that thing. And then what you do is you follow it. You just, all of us do, we just follow it. We give our lives to it. It's called worship. And so what we're trying to do here is to say, Remember, you guys, that God is the one. He's the only one who's worthy of our worship. He's the only one who will never let you down. He's the only one who's always right. He's the only one who knows what you need. He's the only one who's eternal. He's like he can sit there and he can, he can redeem the past and he can be with you right now with what you need. And he's sitting in the future going, got it. I'm cool. I'm good. See, we need to, we need to worship a God like that. And so we need to follow him. And we just need to commit to him. And, and that, I feel like we do that probably a lot here at K2. Is I feel like we, we try to sit here and just come to a place every week. By the, my goal and our goal every time we plan a service is to say that by the time this hour and 20 minutes is up, hopefully you've actually engaged with God. And I, I'll just tell you, my favorite thing to hear is I, people come up all the time and say, man, you were speaking right to me. And I always go, yeah, he was. That's, you guys get it? Yes, he was. He wants to meet you here. 
He wants to connect your heart with his here every week. And I'm telling you, if you'll do that, if you'll come here and worship, our goal is you will be one step closer to God by the time this, our, our worship service is over and that you will be more strengthened, more encouraged, more, the word in the Bible is sanctified, more, which means set apart unto God so that you'll walk out of here and worship him. That you'll worship him. Listen, listen to this verse, Romans 12, 1 says, I urge you, <laughs> maybe that's why we do this. I'm trying to urge you. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. In, in, the, in another version, it says, this is your spiritual act of worship. What worship is, you guys, is coming to this place where we are living sacrifices, holy, set apart, pleasing to God, which means I just follow God. I just do what he tells me to do. See, that's what a living sacrifice is. A living sacrifice is someone who says, I'm dead to myself, very alive, but I'm actually alive now to follow Christ and not myself. I'm going to die to me. I'm going to die to the ways of this world. I'm going to die to all the other gods. And I'm going to go, God, you got me. God, you've got me. God, I'll do anything you want me to do. You know what's so cool? Is whenever you do what God wants you to do, it always ends up being good. Now, it always ends up being, many times, hard. Anybody, amen to that one? It's, okay, good. You guys know that one better than the good one. No, but seriously, it's, but I, I heard a great quote. I think I'm going to speak on this in a few, few um, weeks, where a guy said, he goes, I have yet to ever make a sacrifice for God. You know why he said that? Because every time he made a sacrifice for God, God outblessed him. And he's like, oh, man, I thought I gave up so much for God. And here's God going, you did, and I gave you more, right? So if you, don't, if you give up father, mother, brother, sister, home, and the, if you leave everything for me, you will not fail to receive 100 times as much. And most of us have never just had a chance to experience 100 times as much. But that's why we're here, to worship him, to remind ourselves, I was created for God. That's why I'm here. Did you guys know that? Did you... Remember that you're not the center. We talked about that last week. This, it's not, you're not the center and God's here to say, no, what do you need? You know, what do you want? How, how, can I, how can I do this for you today? No, we're here to put him at the center and to follow him. And when you do, God gives you everything you need. And so what's so critical, you guys, is to come to this place. And you know what's so great about Romans 12? If you ever read the book of Romans, crazy, unbelievable, deep, really cool book. And the first 11 chapters just tell you the great story of how much you're loved by God and how he would send Jesus Christ on your behalf and how now you can have his spirit inside of you so that there is no condemnation at all for anyone who's in Christ and so that you can know that you have the Holy Spirit of God sitting inside of you so that you can know that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ, nothing, so that you can know that you can be more than conquerors and everything, I mean, the, the book's just Unbelievable. And after 11 chapters, he gets to this verse and he goes, okay, so in view of all that, give him your life. Give him your life. And that's worship. You can say all you want, but the one you worship is the one you follow. That's who you actually worship. It's the one that you're devoted to. And so as we, as we move to this, this last part of, of what it means to worship, I, I, just, I just think here, you guys, where we just, for all of you, again, and if you're, if you're here and you're visiting and, and you're one, I'm so glad you're here and you're coming to say, man, what is this Christianity thing all about or what, what is this God thing about? Here's what it's about, is believing that when we come together in this place, that God is very alive and very powerful. And that if we'll open our hearts to him and receive him, not just once, but live that way, live in constant reception of his spirit, that we can live the life we were created to live. And here's what's so cool, you guys. Every time you honor God by worshiping him, by saying, I surrender to you, every time, you know what happens? God gets honored. He gets glorified. You live away and people look at your life and go, what's up with that? And it leads people to God. It's really cool. Here's the other thing that happens. Every time you do what God wants you to do, you bless others. 
So God gets honored, other people get blessed, and guess what? And you know what happens for you? At least this is how I put it. Every time I do what God wants me to do, you know what happens to me? I get free. I'm free. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a win, win, win. God gets glorified, other people get blessed, and I'm free. Every time I worship him. And man, if you're here today, and you are, you would, and if I said, are you a follower of Christ? Most of you in this room go, you'd raise your hand. Well, if you are, that means you worship him. And so I, here's the other interesting thing about worship, you guys. The more you worship him out there, if, if you took six days, if you took the next six days, this would be a good challenge for you. If you took the next six days and looked to God for everything that you needed, turned to him every time you didn't, and received his forgiveness, and this week, if you would actually follow him, not just say I'm a follower of Christ, if you'll follow him this week, if you'll devote yourself to him this week, you will experience God all week long. And if you start experiencing God, you know what's going to happen to your heart? It's going to be like, this is what it was created for. And then you know what happens when you get to Sundays? Guess what happens? What do you want to do? <laughs> Three of you, that was good. Maybe? I don't know. Is that it? I... <laughs> I can tell you, I don't know what you, I can tell you this, I don't know how you're going to express it, but you're going to get here on Sunday and you're going to want to worship him. Because when you experience enjoyment, you have to fulfill it by getting it out. And so you won't come, now here's the other thing, you could go all week and say no to God and not look to him and when something isn't of him and not turn from him. You could do that too. And then you come here and you're like this. And his hand is heavy on you. And it feels like the summer heat has sapped all your energy. And then you come here for what? Would you bring me back to God? Please get all this crap off me. Get all this junk off me. I want God. Sometimes you come here on Sunday morning to receive and to be renewed so you can go back out again. Sometimes you worshiped him so much all week long, you can't wait to get here to give him praise. <laughs> and just to pour out your worship to him. So, that's how we're going to end today, is we're just going to say, God, all my devotion, all my worship, I'm following you, man. It is not about me. It's about you. And when you sing that, it just, it does something in your heart. It encourages you to remind you of what you're really here for. And as we do, our greeters are going to come forward. We're going to take our offering. Because, you guys, the offering as well throughout all the history of the Christian church has always been a part of worship. Why? Because worship is saying, I bow down and I serve you. So that's why if, if, if money is just a really, e it's not, I know it's hard, but it's also a very tangible, easy way to tell God you love him. God, you have all my heart. That's what we're going to sing. You have all my devotion. Well, if, we, if he has all our devotion, then part of that is just, so I've got to express that financially. I've got to just say, thank you, God, financially. And that's why we take our offering, okay? Because it gives you a chance to pour back to God the good things he's given to you. So let's pray, and then we're going to sing. God, thank you so much for this gift of music and worship and of your presence, that you inhabit the praises of your people, and that you, you meet our hearts when we worship you, and you, you can change them, and you can strengthen them, and encourage them, and speak to them. So God, we're going to sing to you, and let you know that we want to follow you. We want to worship you, God. We don't want to worship anything else in this world. And we definitely don't want to worship ourselves. We want to worship you. And so God, right now, as you take our offering of our praise, and our worship, but also our finances, would you just take these finances that we give back to you, and just use them, God, for your glory. Use them for your purpose of redeeming the world. Use every dollar to help people get one step closer to you. You are so faithful to us, God. We are so grateful for the opportunity to be faithful back to you. Take it in Jesus' name. Amen.